Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. I want to greatly appreciate you for listening in to another episode. I'm going to be doing this solo today because uh, my good buddy Mike, the co-host, is going to be uh, just, you know, work schedules, wasn't able to work out, that he was able to, you know, for both of us to, to match up. I've had some, some good-sized storms here that were messing up, you know, electricity and internet signal and all that kind of stuff, so... Uh, just that's the way the cookie fucking crumbled this week so let's go ahead and get going with the house rules if you haven't already go ahead and check out our social media we are on everything as to a lifestyle uh we are back up and running on facebook after being uh excommunicado for three days because fucking zuckerberg's stupid fucking algorithm decided that uh, at, you know posting an advertisement from a brick and mortar store that's selling ammunition uh is no bueno but uh i'm still waiting on the oversight board for that so let's see how that fucking goes uh so yeah check us out everything to a lifestyle also check us out at justpews.com uh you can also find mike at just pews on facebook and instagram and on instagram at tatcat actual uh mike is actually also going to be having a podcast as well soon uh where he's going to be interviewing some of the other just pews cl- uh, contributors so be on the lookout for that also, go ahead and check out our Patreon. That is the best way to support this show. Uh, everything you guys give us, it goes directly into this podcast. So anything you guys give us, I greatly appreciate. Let me know what you guys want in regards to a Patreon subscription, and we'll get something set up so that way we can justly reward you for helping out the, the podcast. Also, uh, if you can, subscribe wherever you uh, listen to this and leave us a review. That is the best way to support this show and making sure that other people find us uh, or just fucking you know borrow your friend's phone uh, subscribe to the show leave us a review uh, he fucking won't know you know do it to your family do it to your mom your mom definitely won't fucking know she probably doesn't listen to any podcast so uh, with that let's go ahead and start getting into the main segment of the show burning like a candle in Versace sandals my persona on the camera that's just how it's handled Put me in, coach, I'm going to the paint Ran a couple tour days and took me to the bank Mark my words, I know you broke, I see it in your face Art Basel to change, I spend it on the vase U.S. Marshals came and cut the gates Double M, I'm known to beat the case When you awaken, your manhood will be taken Well, if you haven't been living under a rock, you would know that the Olympics have been going on And if you follow me on social media, you would know that I have been broadcasting pretty much everywhere you... You know, everywhere you can listen or watch an Olympic event, all the Olympics, Olympic events, dates and times, uh, and also what the event is. And then also I've been posting the medal count. So, you know, again, follow us on social media for that kind of good content. But obviously with the Olympics have been going on, there are shooting Olympics. Um, and I can't remember what other social media page did it. I think it was uh, Armed Asian or Arsenal 616 or some shit like that. But they basically said, and I, I completely agree with this, uh, I think there should be you know, uh, shooting matches with that country's service rifle. I think that would be way more interesting than like you know 10 millimeter air rifles or anything like that but you know it is a humongous fucking process to get things situated uh in the ioc and their crooked ass to change olympic events but anyway this first story is coming to us from tactical life and uh the title of it is team usa shooting wins six total medals at the tokyo olympics 
Now, if you have been keeping up, the top three podium wins are uh, William Chenier from Men's Air Rifle, Amber English from Women's Skeet, and Vincent Hancock uh, from Men's Skeet. Now, they all took home the gold. Now, Mary Tucker and Lucas Kaczynski, uh, mixed team air rifle, and Kale Browning women's trap won silver medals, and Maddie Bernal, Bernou, and Brian Burroughs mixed team trap delivered bronze to the United States. Uh, now this is very interesting because you know we definitely have to support the shooting sports. That is what helps normalize us, and that Amber English she actually set a Olympic record for how many skeet that she was able to shoot. Uh, and she is also an active duty lieutenant in the United States Army. So that's all really cool. Uh, you know, definitely we need to support our country. We actually were, were trying to have somebody from Team USA uh, in the skeet shooting on the show. We were trying to get it done for this episode, but we weren't able to connect uh, just then. But hopefully next episode we will have the guest from Team USA Skeet Shooting on, uh, and she can kind of tell us what it takes to get to that, you know, that level of performance, you know, to get on Team USA, uh, which is pretty fucking cool. So that is awesome. Definitely, you know, the, the Olympics is, you know, this has been the lowest viewed Olympics in his, you know, in the history of the Olympics in regards to, you know, TV, actually to me, like the best fucking part of the Olympics that I found now is Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg's commentary on it. That shit is hilarious and amazing. If you haven't seen it, I advise you go check it out, especially if you have the same kind of sense of humor as me. Um, but you know, with the shooting sports in the Olympics, we as the gun community need to support the shooting sports, even really that the only real firearm being used is shotguns for skeet shooting. Everything else is air rifle. Uh, I definitely think, you know, we need to have real firearms in there. Maybe Ipsic. Uh, Ipsic would be awesome because it's already an international shooting sport. And that's something else that, you know, we as Americans, we can, you know, write to the IOC and, you know, our Olympic committee in the United States and say like, Hey, do something like this in the Olympics. That is how things get added. That's how like skateboard got added, uh, BMX bike, um, uh, snowboarding, fucking golf, all that kind of shit. That's how that stuff gets added. You know, popularity of the sport, which is another reason why to promote the shooting sports to make it more popular. And also just kind of like pressure to make sure that, you know, Hey, we are viewers. We would like to see this, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, definitely as a member of the gun community and a Second Amendment supporter, that is something you need to do. Something else that's coming out of the Olympics that's pretty fucking interesting uh, is this shooting stance that the air pistol competitors have gone through. And if you've seen it, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's basically one-handed shooting, and they have, you know, the other hand in the pocket. Uh, there's been a lot of pretty cool memes about it, and, uh, you know... That's something that the Olympic uh, champion Vitalina Bartosharinka, and that, that's something else that's kind of interesting is that you know Russia's banned from the Olympics this year, so all their all their athletes basically are going from uh, they are trying to compete under uh, the Olympic. Uh, flag I guess you say like so basically what happens is anytime that there is a uh, athlete that is 
unable to compete because of persecution or whatever it may be, they can compete on the Olympic banner uh, instead of their home country. And that's basically what Russia's doing. Anyway, this person is basically a Russian shooter. So that, that's the fucking shorthand of the story of it. Uh, anyway, so this uh, stance, and, you know, it is taken kind of the storm by Internet, but that is actually a legitimate stance, and it's uh, kind of, you know, not necessarily as traditional, uh, but Kent Perry and a host of other national, national matches every year, and they all showcase different one-handed pistol shooting disciplines. Um, and... This is not obviously as common as others, but it is becoming more common. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting little Olympic trivia to, to throw in here. Uh, something else that's pretty cool is Primary Arms expands with new facility. Uh, this comes to us from the Firearms blog. Primary Arms is an amazing company. I love their company. They're based out of Texas, which makes me like them even more. Uh, but anyway, they've expanded into a new facility next to their Houston headquarters. The expansion doubles their warehouse facilities. And at the same time, uh, they are getting a new chief merchandising officer, which is pretty cool. So I uh, wanted to talk about that. I thought that was really cool. Primary Arms, great company. Uh, great to get your products from. They sell a lot of good stuff. They also have a lot of good sales. Uh, we just posted a sale in regards to a good uh, range bag today on our social media. It's $26.99. Check it out on our social media. Uh, today is the last day to get a 12% discount. It's SAV12. So uh, if you're listening to this to today, which is August 4th, uh, Wednesday, check it out. Something else uh, that's also pretty interesting in the news, and this comes to us from Ameland, and this is in reference to David Chipman. Uh, now, David Chipman, if you don't know who he is, he is the piece of shit that the uh, Biden administration is trying to put as the head of the ATF, and I'm telling you, and this is no bullshit, uh, I, you know. The NRA is infamous for kind of known as dealing in fear. Um, to me, the FPC is, is getting just as bad, especially in their emails. But David Shipman would be the end to a lot of our rights. Not, I'm not saying complete end of the Second Amendment, but he would be the end to a lot of the freedoms that we enjoy under the Second Amendment. He has made it known that he wishes to... Uh, you know, have quote unquote assault weapons bans, uh, high, you know, quote unquote high capacity magazine bans. And I'm saying this because, you know, they're modern sporting rifles in their standard capacity. That's what they fucking are. Um, he's also said that, you know, there's no reason uh, why, you know, Americans should own these type of uh, firearms and firearms accessories. And, you know, he is retired from the ETF, but as soon as he was retired, he went to go work for the, uh, I can't remember, it used to be the Brady, or it was either the Brady campaign or the Giffords, uh, camp, you know, organization, where basically he worked for a gun control lobby. Now, what in the fuck does that have to do with what's going on with this? Well, there has been some more speed bumps, and a second a second hearing has been demanded. Now, we have talked before in reference to David Chipman and all the controversy that is surrounding him. Uh, and in regards to the controversy surrounding David Chipman, one of the main things surrounding him is now uh, some racist, you know, racist statements that he has made uh, at his time as the ATF. And we briefly talked about that in the previous episode, but now some 
ATF agents that were there uh, actually have come forward and said, yes, he did say these things. So the Senate Judiciary Republicans are calling on Chairman Senator Dick Durbin to hold a second hearing on the Chipman nomination. Uh, and that is a good thing, honestly. Now, unfortunately, because it is kind of 50-50 in the Senate and there's no clear majority, even though Kamala Harris would be the breaking, you know, tie-breaking vote. So they kind of do have a majority in regards to the Senate. Um, it would be up to the Democrats to make sure that this is, you know, having a second hearing. And if you listening to this, and I know we have a lot of listeners in places like California, New York, uh, you need to call your senators and tell them that you would like to have a second hearing in regards to David Chipman because, you know, the left loves to throw out the claims of racism in regards to many things. You know, hell, they claim that the Second Amendment is racist when actually it's the opposite. Gun control is racist. Gun control has a history of racism all throughout the country. So, you know, they like to throw out these claims, but whenever it comes to not fitting their little agenda, you know, they don't want to stick up for that kind of shit. And that's, you know, the definition of hypocrisy. And I think if you live in a state where there is a Democratic senator, and especially one in the Senate Judiciary Committee, you need to ha call them and say, hey, I want to have a second hearing on David Chipman because these new allegations are disturbing to me. I don't think he's fit to lead. And that is probably going to be the nail in his coffin. You know, it's insane to me that this has been going on like two months. You know, I can't think of any thing in recent history where a cabinet appointment, you know, ATF being, you know, appointed by the president is taking this long. And the only reason they're taking this long is because they know that they don't have the votes. But at one point in time, are these Democrats in the federal government going to say like, hey, we need to like cut our losses here and just drop this because it's not going to work. And if that happens, it's good for us because we don't have this guy leading the ATF. Uh, but, you know, especially, hopefully, cross fingers when 2022 happens. Maybe we can get some more gun-friendly politicians in there. And I'm not saying Republican could be Democrat, but as long as they support the Second Amendment, that is what I care about. And that's something that you need to make sure that you look up whenever you're voting for these politicians come 2022. Going on into the next article, and I thought this was interesting, definitely, since it's the beginning of August. Uh, this comes to us from Guns.com. National Shooting Sports Month. Uh, that is what August is. It's an annual month-long event dedicated to America's gun owners and the sport of shooting sports. So obviously this is an initiative by the National Shooting Sports Foundation. Uh, this is the fifth annual month-long event. Uh, it's dedicated to all shooting enthusiasts. Uh, they are hoping, you know, obviously through Pitts and Robinson uh, Act, excises taxes, which fuels conservation and safety efforts nationwide. They hope that this can, you know, bump things up you know the farms industry supports 340,000 jobs uh, they paid 19.3 billion dollars in wages and they have a total of impact in the economy of 63.4 billion dollars that was just 2020 so who knows you know what 2021 could have in regards to that um, Georgia Governor uh, Brian Kemp he has signed uh, the National Shooting Sports Month proclamation celebrating the 2.1 billion dollar impact in Georgia, uh, Mississippi has done it as well, uh, and Arkansas Governor, uh, Nebraska, Ohio, uh, Tennessee, Virginia, 
Indiana, Texas, you know, anyway, all these politicians, they have supported uh, having several other proclamations in regards to this. Uh, so this is a good thing for us, good thing to kind of put out there, you know, hey, you know, tell your friends, hey, this is uh, shooting sports month. You want to go out to the range, especially somebody that maybe either has never fired a firearm or they uh, aren't really huge outdoor enthusiasts. This is the way to get people into the shooting sports. Uh, next article comes to us from Pew Pew Tactical, uh, and this is titled PRS Sees Uptick in Female Participation. Now, this is obviously something that has been going on. Uh, it's been a continuing growing trend in the shooting sports, and that is the inclusiveness of other, you know, groups, whether it be, you know, racial, religious, um, sexual orientation, or gender. So, uh, obviously, women have been the growest, uh, the strongest growing block of shooters for about five years now, if I remember correctly. You know, it all started uh, with, before the NRA debacle and all that shit happened. So, and actually, it was like, I think right before um, Trump came into office or right as when he came into office, uh, whenever uh, NRAM was going on and SHOT Show and all that kind of stuff, you know, everything that you saw was in regards to concealed firearms. Uh, and there, since then, there has been like clothing lines come out that have been solely focused on female concealed carriers uh, because that has been the growest, you know, the largest growing block of shooters and purchasers of firearms, firearms accessories. When well, now there's a huge tick in PRS, and obviously, PRS, if you don't know what it is, is precision rifle shooting or precision rifle series. Uh, it is a very kind of niche thing uh, it is very complex in regards to what it does uh, you know there's MOA mill uh, all this other kind of stuff that you have to kind of know in regards to what you're doing and uh, so why are women liking PRS well it's probably because uh, you know the competition you know any if you've ever gone to a shooting competition uh, they are some of the most wholesome communities out there you know if you don't have something people are willing to let you borrow there so that way you can compete just because they want you to start shooting it is a great environment if you haven't done so please go shoot whether it's uspsa uh idpa three gun whatever you know prs whatever it may be uh, i highly suggest that you go try it out because i'm telling you uh, it is one of the most welcoming communities out there. Uh, they profile a 15-year-old shooter, Allison Zane. Uh, she point, you know, they pointed her out specifically as one of the women competitors who acts as ambassadors for the sport, uh, mentoring new females. Uh, they also, which is great, you know, 15-year-old. That is, that is actually something that's pretty impressive. Uh, there's also a lot of content creators coming out in regards to PRS, uh, in regards to the oh. Man, my article just went away because my fucking Adobe decided to update right in the middle of this bullshit. Okay. All right. So, uh, and, you know, there is also, um, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, folks. I got to fucking find my spot. Anyway, you know, there's there's other things that you can do. There's there's uh, 22 precision rifle. Uh, that is something that I'm hoping to get involved with here soon myself. I got a, a Ruger Precision 22 uh, long rifle that I'm kind of uh, 
toying with, getting it in there, and might try and take it to one of my local matches myself. Um, and then also something else that they're doing uh, is, you know, it's becoming a family event. And these, you know, dads who are into shooting sports are bringing their daughters out there. This article, uh, it highlights some of the families that are involved in the shooting sports. Uh, this is pretty cool. I wanted to specifically highlight this, highlight this uh, especially because it's National Shooting Sports Month. I definitely think that, you know, fucking take invite somebody. It, it's a great thing. Uh, something else that I am going on into the next story uh, is the... This is actually coming to us from Union Recorder. Sorry, folks. I'm telling you that Adobe thing just fucked me all up. A uh, Wilkinson County deputy is sent in. And, and the reason I wanted to kind of throw this out here is just because the kind of ignorance of the media in regards to what is going on in you know, gun laws, gun control, uh, gun sports. Uh, because when I first look, when I was looking at, looking for stories, uh, I saw this and I was like, man, this doesn't make sense. So the title of it is Wilkinson County deputy sentenced for possessing unregistered firearms following FBI led investigation. And I was like, that doesn't make no motherfucking sense. So this is a Georgia's sheriff's deputy. Uh, and he was sentenced to prison. And again, this is the first sentence in the story. Uh, former Georgia's sheriff's deputy was sentenced to prison for possessing unregistered firearms resulting from an FBI-led investigation into a violent extremist group. Now, this uh, piece of sh- you know this guy's name was Cody Richards Griggers, uh, 28 of Montrose. He was sentenced to 44 months in federal prison to be followed by one year of supervised release. Uh, he pled guilty, and it's still going on. It's still saying pled guilty to possession of an unregistered firearm. Um, you know, I'm like, what is going on? Because it's not against the, I know it's not against the law in Georgia to, you know, it's, you know, there's no law in Georgia saying that you got to register firearms. So like, I'm still, you know, going down. Uh, he is, you know, said he's espousing, espousing violent extremism. I'm sorry, folks. Extremism and possessing of cash of unregistered weapons while on duty. Include and this is what I was like. Oh, this makes sense. Including a machine gun with a silencer and a obliter- obliterated serial number. Okay, so I'm like, all right. So what's the fucking skinny? Is you know, was it for the you know machine gun and the serial number obliterated on the suppressor? And then finally, when it actually gets to the statement from the ATF in the Atlanta Field Division, uh, they say the investigation and prosecution of the illegal possession of unregistered machine gun is key part of the ATF's mission. So this is just the whole, you know, kind of what the fuck of this article. I'm in one, two, three, four, five. I'm on the fifth paragraph of this fucking news article. And finally, I understand, oh, it's because he made a machine gun, which, you know, fuck the NFA. But it just goes to show the media's ignorance in regards to gun laws. And I'm like, kind of like, what the fuck? So, anywho, uh, the last article I have for the main segment, and sorry folks if this is a little short, uh, I kind of had these articles kind of already ready, and then, you know, normally between the back and forth between me and Mike, uh, it kind of lasts a little bit longer, but we have a good bit of stuff to cover uh, in the Gun Gear News reviews, and then also a pretty cool movie I saw in the Gun Culture segment, so, you know, it might be a little bit shorter than normal, 
I, I greatly apologize. I hope it is still enough to your enjoyment. Anyway, next article. Uh, we actually covered this story, uh, I think it was the last episode the episode before, but a uh, guy that was arrested for, and this comes to us from CNN, my apologies, uh, a guy that was arrested for, you know, quote-unquote, storming the U.S. Capitol is jailed after buying 37 guns and posting that violence is better than peaceful protest. Now, we cover this story because, you know, of course this cat, he, uh, you know, was arrested and was forced to surrender his farms, which I think he had, you know, like a handful of farms uh, that he was forced to surrender. And then, you know, it came out that, you know, hey, he was arrested he was, you know, forced to surrender his firearms, and then this motherfucker went out and bought like 37 guns, and he was openly flaunting it on social media. You know, more power to the guy because, you know, every person is innocent until proven guilty in the United States judicial system and the criminal justice system. Uh, so he has not been convicted of a felony yet, which, you know, all this stuff he, you know, is being charged with felonies in regards to, you know, going to the Capitol on January 6th and, you know, storming it is what they're saying and interrupting Congress, preventing Congress from, uh, doing their duties is basically what he's charged with. But he, you know, then went on and started posting shit on social media, uh, saying shit like, um, what was some of the shit that he said? He said, I've learned very well that if you dip your toe in the Rubicon, cross it and cross it hard and violent and play for all the marbles and I've learned that if you peacefully protest that you will be arrested, fired, be put on a no-fly list, all this kind of stuff. He put all this on a online gun, gun form. And, you know, this guy, probably not the fucking greatest, brightest crane in the box. You know, I will say. Uh, he was, look, you know, denied bond. Uh, his lawyers argued unsuccessfully for that. Uh, they claimed that he is an anti-gun lover and that the rifles in his bedroom were from World War II. Uh, and, but see, now here's something else again, this is, you know, again, kind of the shit that they don't talk about in his, you know, when they searched his house because of these threats and all this other kind of stuff, uh, they found an alleged pipe bomb and his arguous, uh, his lawyer is arguing saying that the bomb was inert and meant for training because this guy actually was a former law enforcement officer, obviously not anymore. Um, the judge didn't buy it, obviously. Anyway, so he got charged again with all this bullshit, and he lost all those firearms. So that sucks for him, you know, losing his guns a second time. And then probably there's going to be a court order saying he can't have anything else until the resolution of his case. So, you know, it, just one of the things, use your fucking brain. Don't go posting this shit on social media and all that kind of stuff, because I'm sure that's the only way we found out is because he was posting this shit on social media, kind of bragging about it, and then, you know, this happens to him. Anyway, well, we are in the end of the main segment. Again, sorry, it may be a little short. I, uh, you know, pulled these articles thinking I'm going to have this uh, back and forth with Mike, but obviously this didn't happen. So uh, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear. And the section of the gun gear news and reviews uh there's been a bunch of 
kind of cool project, you know, products that have been released and some kind of what the fuck ones. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is Bushnell is unveiling a new Elite Tactical DMR3 and XRS3 rifle scopes. Now, Bushnell isn't really known that, you know, as the Cadillac of, of you know, optics. Bushnell is a great entry into optics if you are wanting to get, you know, say you're like a pistol guy or a shotgun guy and you want to get into maybe some kind of PRS type stuff, but you don't know if you're really into it. So you don't know if you want to make that investment yet, you know, so you go out and get maybe like maybe a, a, a decent Savage or Tika or something, uh, you know, kind of on the low end of the spectrum. Uh, and then, you know, they always say like, you know, you got to spend as much or more uh, on your glass than what you did on your rifle. And, you know, a lot of people that gets fucking pricey. So, you know, they might not want to invest in that kind of stuff. Bushnell is a great place for that. Bushnell uh, is, you know, they make okay stuff. It's not nothing that I would be, you know, taking off and, and you know, writing home and, and bragging about, but it is definitely something that's okay. Uh, now, this stuff, you know, it's kind of in that that price range that you know where it's like uh you know this is this is kind of fucking expensive um anyway so they have uh two new elite tactical rifle scopes a three and a half by 21 by 50 and then a six by 36 by 56 that is fucking huge uh and anyway so they come with uh high magnification ed prime objective uh, as well as multiple elements uh exo barrier protection and new reticle coating. Um, they say this increases, all this kind of stuff increases light transmission by nearly 2% over other designs. Uh, you know, they also have, uh, you, know, all, you know, all kinds of other shit. But now here's kind of the pricing. Uh, when you're looking at the pricing for that 3.5, 21 by 50, you're looking at $1,500. And then when you're looking at the 6 by 36, uh, you're looking at $1,700. So now whenever you got that kind of money going along, that's, that's pretty damn pricey. So, you know, do I think that they're kind of maybe asking a little much more than what they're worth? Probably. But again, you know, they have other stuff that is, that is great entry level kind of stuff, but I just thought that was interesting to throw out there. Now, this is kind of just a, what the fuck kind of moment. Um, uh, this is from the Farms blog, and the other one, I believe, also is from the Farms blog. Uh, the CAA, if you don't know what they are, uh, they make those chassis that basically turn your uh, pistol into a carbine. Now, it's still technically a pistol because it has a pistol brace, uh, but it basically turns it into like a carbine pistol, we'll say. Anyway. Uh, they have made a new MCK micro chassis for the Taurus G2C, the G3, and the G3C pistol. You know, <laughs> I, I just don't understand the reasoning behind this. Um, of course, there's still those people that swear on a stack of Bibles that their Taurus is just as reliable as a Glock. Um, good for you if you think that. Uh, that is not true, obviously. Uh, but, you know... They are, you know, they may, and then, you know, I guess they're just 
trying to be a moneymaker because probably if you look at the uh, you know product numbers out there for the Taurus G series versus maybe say like M and P or maybe Sig 320, uh, it's probably close to just as much because there's a lot of people that buy those Taurus G series because it's a cheaper gun. You know, your entry level price you're looking around two hundred dollars. Uh, but now, whenever you're looking at this, you're looking at you know it's worth more than the gun itself. Uh, this, you know, they go around three to three fifty. Um, you know, and again, you know, that's I just don't understand it. It, it makes no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but they they did it. Why? I don't know. Going into the next product that's been released, and now this has been something uh, that's just kind of a big fucking flop. HK uh, SL8 uh, returns to the United States. Uh, bringing import legal G36 state sides. Uh, now these are uh, the 223 version, and you know, of course, HK doesn't give a fuck what its you know base really thinks. Uh, they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. But you know, of course, people are wanting the G7 imported, but that's not happening. Uh, they're gonna get this instead. Uh, it is ugly as sin. I don't know why they're doing this, but they're doing it. And they're probably going to cost an arm and leg for it. You know, probably around fifteen, two thousand, probably more. I'm not sure. There's no price on this article. This, com this article comes from Tactical Life. Uh, you know, I just don't understand it. And, you know, probably HK doesn't either. The last thing we're going to talk about in our... Uh, the Gun Gear News and Reviews, we're going to be talking about a new product from Savage. Now, I'm going to say, like, Savage kind of kills it, man. Like, that that is a company that is underrated in regards of what they provide uh, and, you know, new stuff that comes out. They are coming out with a uh, new Rimfire platform, and it is looking to kind of go in regards kind of like that PRS series. Uh, you know, Savage makes some really good 22 rifles. I have uh, their tube fed. Uh, I can't remember the model of it off the top of my head. I think it's like a Model 11 or some shit. Um, but they've come out with the A22 Precision, and it sports a heavy threaded barrel that arrives uh, on a modular driven chassis. Uh, it is formed in one piece of billet aluminum. And it's got a uh, base that helps the semi-auto rifle achieve the accuracy that they're claiming that it gets. Uh, you know, it's got adjustable pull uh, and comb height. It also features... Ah, oh, shit. Fucking ads start right in the middle while I'm reading this shit. And it moves my stuff. Anywho. Um, it's got a 18-inch uh, threaded barrel. Uh, it's got the 10-round detachable uh, rotary magazine. It's got a the Accu trigger from Savage, which is a pretty decent trigger, and they also have the B series position. And now the B series uh, is kind of goes from the 22LR to the 22WMR. Uh, it goes also in 17HMR. So 
Uh, sorry, I am seeing my dog do something stupid outside, and I wish I could yell at him. Anywho, uh, now they're saying that these rifles range from like 200 to 300 yards. Uh, you know, is that possible? Probably. Now, something also that I really like about the Savage's AccuTrigger is that it's got an adjusted uh, pull from one half pounds to five pounds. Uh, that's pretty good. And now here's something else is that they start at the MSRP of $599, which is great. It's not breaking the bank. It's like right there what you're going to pay for, uh, you know, kind of maybe a, a nice pistol or a, you know, if you're looking at, you know, kind of like the thing if you're looking at getting the PRS, but you maybe want to start off in like 22 LR or 22 Magnum or 17 HMR, uh, you know, and not have to pay an arm and a leg for ammo this is something that's awesome uh, that you can get into you know it's really great like I said Savage is a very underrated company in my opinion uh, it does a great deal uh, in regards to you know farms innovation and new models and not pricing out the average person uh, I think it's really cool so with that that is going to be the end of our gun gear news and reviews and let's go ahead and start getting into the gun culture segment Alright, you guys are lucky uh, on this gun culture segment. I'm actually going to be talking about two different things. The first thing is going to be a movie, and the second is going to be a series. And now the reason I'm saying this is because uh, I watched some pretty obscure shit in the last couple weeks. Uh, I've had, I'm telling you, I've, I've just had the last couple weeks have been just a fucking woozy, a doozy of uh, fucking health stuff. Like I had a outpatient surgery last week, so I was off work for a few days, couldn't move around. Uh, I had uh, some other illnesses and just not feeling well from fucking wasp things and, and all kinds of other shit. So uh, I've had some more than usual time on my ass and uh, I was able to watch a lot of stuff. So uh, figured, you know, and also something else. Normally we use IMFDB in regards to our source, but actually IMFDB does not have pages for this movie in this series. The movie, probably because it's kind of new, uh, and always we talk about movies and TV shows and shit uh, that are on, you know, a streaming service. So you can watch it, uh, you know, in a normal streaming service. It's not like some random shit that's not on anything. So the first thing we're going to talk about is a movie on Netflix that's called The Vault. Now, The Vault is pretty interesting movie. It is a kind of like suspense crime drama. It's about these group of people that try and break into the Bank of Spain to recover... Bear, uh, a shipwreck treasure that they found that Spain took from them and it's got the kid from uh, The Good Doctor uh, which I don't know if he's just always that weird and awkward but he was just like the character that he played in The Good, Doc the Good Doctor was basically the character he played in this um, and there's really not a whole lot of 
guns in this except for obviously uh, the guards in the bank and then also uh, the Spanish army that is in the movie as well because in the movie you know like uh, the headquarters for the Spanish army is like right across the street so anytime that there's an alarm at the bank you know these Spanish soldiers respond to it and some of the things that I noticed myself uh, in the movie uh, is you have uh, you know, like looks like some uh, HKs, USPs, maybe some Sig 226s. Those are some of the handguns in there. Now, what was really cool is that the Spanish Army had HK G36s. Uh, the some other of the guards had like some uh, HK MP5s and things of that nature. It's actually a really good movie. Uh, it's something I'd re I've recommended to a shit ton of people since I've seen it. Uh, I recommend that you go see it as well. Uh, and the series I'm going to talk about is Castle Rock. And Castle Rock is on uh, Hulu. It is... Now, if you're... My mother, for example, she was a Stephen King fan. She reads all of his books. Uh, and this series is based off a bunch of uh, Stephen King stories. And what was really cool, and I'm going to specifically talk about the second season... Uh, because to me that's the better of the two, and what sucks is that it, it ended. It you know the second season left itself open for a third, so just kind of giving you that warning. I personally fucking hate it. Like when I watch a series, and I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I can't wait till the next season opens up or comes out or whatever, and I'll look it up and I see it's canceled. I'm like fuck, you know that's that's bullshit. Uh, but the what's cool about the second season is not only just the story in my opinion, but you know it. it has Shawshank Prison in there, which Shawshank uh, is one of my favorite movies. Uh, you know, it's based off a Stephen King book, so it has the Shawshank Prison in there. Well, Andy Dufresne, the guy that played in the Shawshank uh, movie, is playing another character in the second season of Castle Rocks, which I thought that's kind of cool. But anywho, uh, just kind of like the short dirty of what it is is there's this uh, mom and daughter that. Uh, go to uh, Castle Rock, which is, you know, the name of the town that the whole series is based off of. Uh, they kind of get stuck there because they're on the run from something and they get in a car crash and they have to wait until their car gets fixed. Uh, there's a old Satanist cult from, like, back when France occupied Maine uh, that's buried there, and I guess that's kind of why all the bad luck happens in that town. Uh, you know, and if you are familiar with Stephen King stories, a good majority of them take place in Maine. So this is kind of like the epicenter of his stories. So, uh, and eventually this Satanist cult uh, is resurrected and they try to take it back. You know, they try to like, you know, conquer the town and then the world kind of deal. Uh, it's a very interesting, like I said, the second season, I necessarily wouldn't recommend watching the first season, especially since they're not making a third. Uh, but if you're looking for a good series, it's 10 episodes. Uh, they're roughly about an hour apiece, So I definitely would recommend the second season of Cast Rock. It was way better in my opinion. Uh, but what was interesting in there is that like, you know, when I was watching it, I was like, man, you know, they had a, a lot of handguns in there. Uh, but the majority of the handguns were like Browning high powers. I was like, that's a fucking unusual, uh, unusual, like, handgun choice. I was like, okay. Uh, there's also, uh, like a, you know, some, there's like a, uh, sawed off, 
like looked like probably like an 870 or Mossberg 500. Uh, the buttstock was sawed off into like a hand grip. Um, there looked like to be like a, a Colt or Charter Arms 38 Special revolver in there. Uh, there was like a uh, like a Sig 226 kind of handgun in there. Um, something else that was in there that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, a couple of the pumps, shotguns, like you know, five seven or eight seventies or five hundreds. Uh, that's the like the but like I'm telling you like when I was watching I was like man there's a lot of fucking Browning high powers in this uh, show. It just was unusual to me. So those are going to be the two stuff you know the two movie and the series that I recommend that you watch for the gun culture segment. Uh, not a whole lot of gunplay in there really good stories that involve some gun stuff in there uh so i would definitely oh and there's also like uh some old um m16 a3s uh maybe some m4 carbines in there because the dude that played Andy dufresne he's supposed to be like a old retired retired sergeant major from the uh you know united states rangers or special forces delta force whatever the fuck it may be so i thought that was interesting i would definitely check it out and with that I, again, sorry, I hate to say it. It's a shorter episode than usual, but let's go ahead and wrap this bitch up. So you can hit me now. West Coast love, nigga, you can hit me now. Rob Smoke, it's that nigga from the floor, shit, bitch, right back. And I don't politic, niggas ain't like that. I'm a piece on my tip-top, don't stop, why not, not why? Rob Smoke, I drop a slip or two and get a light pack. And I don't politic, cause niggas ain't like that. Well, I want to really appreciate you guys for listening to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And also, if you can, leave us a review is the best way for people to find us when they're looking for gun-related content. Uh, like I said, fuck, go steal your friends, your parents, your siblings' phones. Uh, go to their podcast subscriber, have them subscribe to us and leave us a review. Uh, you know, they won't even fucking know it. I bet you. I bet you money. I bet, I tell you what, if you do that and shoot me a screenshot on, the, you know, the social media DMs, uh, I will give you a 2A Lifestyle sticker. I'm saying it right now. Uh, do it. I'll give you a 2A Lifestyle sticker. Uh, you know, little little treat for helping out the show. Uh, you know, something else. Fucking, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I'll give you some more tips to, to help us later on in, in future episodes. Um, so anyway, go ahead and check us out on social media, 2A Lifestyle, everywhere. Uh, we are starting to kind of get back on MeWe just in case the Facebook thing happens. Uh, getting a lot of new subscribers on uh, uh, the IG, on the gram. I greatly appreciate you if you are uh, following us there. Also, go ahead and check us out at JustPews.com. That's where we upload our articles, and you can also catch our uh, podcast episodes there if you, you know, don't have a podcast subscription platform. Also, you can check out Mike at Just Pews on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check him out on Instagram at Tacat Actual. Uh, you can also check out. Uh, oh, actually, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. But uh, also Patreon. Anything you guys give us, we greatly appreciate it. It goes directly back into this podcast. Uh, Patreon, we are at 2alifestyle.com, or 2 Lifestyle Podcast. Jeez. Uh, anyway, and again, if you uh, snag your your uh, friends or siblings or parents' phone, subscribe them, leave us a review. 
send you a uh, a sticker. Uh, well, until then, enjoy that two A lifestyle, and next time we will have Mike back on, and hopefully our special guest. Marshals came and cut the gates. Double M, I'm known to be the case. When you awaken, you're